Welcome to the Platform Podcast. On this show, we're trying to educate you about the American college system. We're going to be having college coaches and student athletes joining us, talking about the experiences in America, and hopefully by the end of the show, you would have taken away some amazing information. Enjoy. Look, Coach, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. As I uh, said to you on the phone a little bit earlier, what I'm trying to do is to educate uh, athletes and parents about different colleges in America. I feel like there's not enough information out there for people. So the purpose of this is just to get to know you as a coach and also to understand your program. And by the time people finish watching this or listening to this, they should know everything about Kansas State. I'm excited about this one. I haven't actually spoken to someone from your school before, so this is I'm pumped. Um, All right, let's go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I yeah. guess to get started, um, Coach, you know, how did you get into tennis? Like, what was the big inspiration behind that? And then more so, how did you become a coach? Uh, it, it couldn't have been any more random. Uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, my dad was a karate teacher. And my mom was like huge on academics and, um, and piano instrument. Um, yep. You know, the academics is non-negotiable. That, that's something that the household had to do. Uh, but I hated piano and I hated karate. And so <laughs> I was just kind of looking for an out, but I didn't have an out. So I was doing that for several years. And, and then one day I was doing a summer camp and um, two of the days, like it's a summer camp every day, you're doing the same crap pretty much, but then, randomly two days a week we had a tennis person come in there take us through these you know tennis drills no one knows what they're doing I'm like six years old probably trying to hurt somebody with a racket um and I kind of just started liking it you know it was kind of yeah. one of those things where I was like all right mom like um so I was able to continue doing lessons after the summer with this coach um she kind of got, got me started uh her name was Yaki P so I did that for a little bit and kind of took a break for um you know, a few months and around eight years old, I was like, yeah, I miss tennis. And I've been in it ever since. So it was new to my, my family. No one really knew anything about what they're signing up by letting me play tennis. But uh, it's been awesome, um, you know, to be able to do what I love. Uh, and would never have known if it wasn't for that, you know, summer camp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And in coaching, you know, I, I played, you know, a lot of tennis growing up, traveling in the States and uh, played at University of Memphis uh, all four years, and coaching was not going to be a part of the the program. It was going to be, uh, you know, maybe if you make it on the pro tour, maybe not. But everyone wants to do that. And then, you know, I, I was big passionate about law, um, so law school was my my biggest goal. Um, oh, wow. My whole my whole college career, uh, I was a poli sci major. Um, you know, I just loved it. I loved everything about it. I was studying for the LSAT and I was just, you know, I got offered out of college, a country club job, you know, they're paying for health benefits. I was like, okay, I'll do this for a yeah. little bit. And, um, you know, save up for law school, you know, it wouldn't take like a $50,000 or more job, you know, straight oh, out of college. No, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, yeah, why not? And, you know, I'm working with juniors and teaching some ladies clinics and, you know, it was great. So, I did that, started loving it, um, got to travel 20 to 25 weeks every year, um, working with high-level juniors, uh, even took some kids, took a kid to Africa and Europe. Oh, there we go. Um, Love yeah, it. so, and then, um, and then we also, we, um, we hosted a pro event uh, at, at our club in February, so it used to be an ATP 500 
and a premier WTA event. It was a combined men's and women's indoor event. And I was tournament staff for about four years and the hitting partner. So it was pretty cool just at this one club. I had, you know, all these different things that I was able to do. Um, And I volunteered for my, um, for my alma mater. So I I had my hands on a lot of different things. And eventually I was like, Hey, college coaching is kind of where I want to get back into. And, you know, able to find a position for me as an assistant and just kind of haven't looked back in the last, uh, this is my 10th year overall college coaching, I think, and been like eight years straight. That's fantastic. And yeah. Kansas State, big school. I see you got the Nike merch on. Love it. Yeah. Very, very jealous. That's awesome. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, a, it's an amazing school. And I, there's a lot of content on social media that shows the facilities. I mean, let's just start with Kansas State um, to start with. So what is a school like? Where is it located? And what are your sort of competitors that you're up against? Yeah, so we're located in Manhattan, Kansas, which, you know, you say Manhattan, everybody thinks New York. Yeah. So the moniker here is we're calling ourselves the Little Apple versus the Big Apple. You know, you got to be catchy in some ways to, you know, attract yeah. the attention. So, you know, Little Apple, Manhattan, Kansas, um, you know, we're a college town. You know, um, everything that this city has, this town has, has been, you know, surrounded because of this, you know, university and all the great things that we have going on with the with campus. So, you know, that is a little different for a lot of people. You come from a bigger city. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm the same way. Uh, I never even stepped foot in Kansas for my interview um, and had no idea what living in a small town was like. But, uh, you know, you, you get on board with it. Um, so for us, you know, obviously in the Big 12, we're in a strong league, you know, one of the power five conferences. Um, you know, all of those schools are pretty much, you know, ones that I feel like we're always trying to compete with the other nine. Um, some, I wouldn't say we necessarily get in the same recruiting battles, but we're trying to, you know, win against them. So I, I think usually, you know, we're agriculture school. You know, you, you have to know that when you're dealing with other ag schools or just dealing with parts of the country, you know, what's going to sell Manhattan over those other schools, you know, is it going to be the academics, which, you know, our university, we're serious about it. Um, And I think that's where a lot of people, they look at overall university academic rankings Mm -hmm. and they, and they're like, Oh yeah, well, you know, K-State's only this high, whereas Harvard's so much higher than you. Okay. Yeah. It's Ivy league or, you know, or another non Ivy league school Vanderbilt is so much higher, but I always like to say, okay, but what are you majoring in? Because I think there are some degrees at K-State that might be top 10 in the country, but that might, you know, differ from our academic ranking, but that's the best degree you can find. You know, for example, we're top 10 in the country in animal science, you know, or food science, you know, those things that are journalism, you know, those things that are like, hey, we're really good or architecture, architecture, engineering, we're, we're, we're really good in those areas. But when you come to business, which is a lot of times people think about that, well, everyone has business and everyone's claiming the same things. And that's very, yeah. So no, I think, you know, the selling point us is that you're going to have more support. You know, it is a tight family feel here. Um, They care. I mean, purple trash cans, purple cups, (laughs) everything's purple. Obviously I'm wearing purple today. Um, not by coincidence, by any means, it's just because, Hey, like we, you know, we, we're all about it. 
that's fantastic. And I like what you said about not looking at the academic ranking so closely, because that can be quite misleading when we help yep. athletes try to find the right fit. We there's four different things we look into. It's like the cost of how much the athlete pays, the location, the academics and the sporting program. And the academics one is a tough one because obviously a lot of parents want their kids to go to really good academic institutions that's going to set themselves up for life. But those rankings at every different website you look at, whether it's the Princeton Review or US.com, uh, whatever it is, they've got yeah. slightly different rankings. And I believe it's based on a combination of like the graduation rate and the average threshold as well. And there's so many different things that go into it. I think what you said about looking at the individual program is so important. I mean, I just got a message from one of my students. His name's Patrick Wall. He's a tennis student athlete at Hofstra University. Now, yep. Hostra is, um, you know, is not ranked inside the top 30, but he's just been offered as a sophomore um, a Fortune 500 company position at, um, at a company to intern at. And so, you know, when awesome. you graduate from university, what have you got to walk out with is really important. You've got to specifically look at that thing. And sometimes some students don't really know what to do. And that's where a university like yours is great because it's so big. There's so many different majors. You're like, how many majors do you guys have? Yeah. So like, yeah, we have, I think we have quite a bit. We have a lot. I couldn't tell you the exact number, but I think, you know, it goes even further than that, you know, because he, your student at your student went to Hofstra and was able to get that connection to get this internship. And that's where we're doing at K-State is that like you're saying, there's a lot of wonderful academic programs, but you got to know what you're wanting for yourself. Right. And based on knowing what you want, that's going to allow you to find the connections that you need to succeed. And I think a lot of times it's about, okay, you might go to this very prestigious, you know, um, elite place, but yet your, your window of connections is so small versus you go to a different place that maybe isn't as high, but your pool of connections is even higher. And so, you know, what's going to get you in a door? Is yeah. it going to be that, that piece of paper or is the fact that you have the piece of paper and a better backing? And I think that's where people have to always consider as well. Totally. Totally. Yes. So, the athletic facilities. I've seen it. One of my student athletes is currently talking to you. She's filled me in on what you've said. And I, I was just gobsmacked with what you guys get access to. Walk us yeah. through it, man. Lay it out. Yeah, I mean, we're like, we're very fortunate. You know, we have, it starts with, we call it performance table, you know, and um, a lot of these bigger schools, you have the student athlete only cafeteria, which is buffet style, which if I had that, I mean, I don't think I would have been cooking uh, pasta every single night when I was a student or eating like Subway. So, you know, the fact that they get 10 meals a week, you know, um, just for student athletes, that is, you know, part of the scholarship um, for anyone that's on four, four partial. Um, that's awesome. You know, five breakfasts, five dinners a is week. at like one cafeteria that's built just for student athletes or? Yep. Yeah, just wow. for, and it's right here in our in our facility. So it overlooks our football field, which is pretty cool. So a lot of times you're kind of looking over, you see in football practice, you're in the stadium, um, which is like phenomenal that you have this experience, you know. And I um, mean, it's a good way to, you know, you meet other athletes. I'm a big proponent of like, don't just stay within your team, you know, you know, go eat with another table of new student athletes or or even get on campus a little bit. So that's that's what's pretty cool about here. And then we have fueling stations. Um, so every um, facility or training area has a fueling station. For example, we have one in our office and we have one in our locker room. So that's 
going to have snacks, bagels, sandwich, uh, you make sandwiches, um, any kind of, you know, health drinks, recovery shakes. We have that in our office. So in a way, if they wanted to come by, you know, for lunch, they can get that, you know, and so you, you end up not really paying for too many meals if you're strategic about it. Um, because we want to make sure nutrition, everything, health, it's always on point. And so we want to provide every resource we can uh, for them. So you don't have to think about it because it's already there. Yeah. Um, you know, the same thing we do on trips. Each player gets an individual snack bag that's catered to them, you know, and what their health needs or their dietary restrictions. So that way, you know, sometimes when you get on the road, you know, there's not a lot of good options. So you don't need the options because you already have it provided to you just getting to the trip. And then we do a huge grocery run when we get there. So when it comes to that kind of stuff, I think it's great. Obviously facility wise, you know, we have a six court um, facility outdoors, six in a row, um, you know, with seating behind and a big jumbo scoreboard, which I feel like, you know, most colleges have that now. And then um, we're able to use a three court indoor facility that, you know, is prioritized towards us. So that's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, locker room, everything like that. And then, you know, training facilities for us, like I got my, our, our teams doing their strength and conditioning work right now. So doing plyometrics and then doing their strength um, in one facility. And then we have another facility that they use. So we have more than one option. So we're not just stuck, you know, wow. you know, the fact that we have so many, I think we have four or five weight training areas that uh, student athletes can use at any time. That's pretty cool for us too. For sure. And I guess recovery yeah. must be such an important piece of this too, right? So you guys have got yeah. your physios and your doctors and that sort of thing on campus as well? Yeah. So we're, you know, we have a full-time physio that works with our team, travels with our team full-time, is at every team practice. Um, you know, she gives us updates. She works with these athletes, whether rehabs or scheduling doctor's appointments, whether you're sick or you're injured, she's going to be on top of that with you. So you're not just trying to do all this on your own or, you know, a lot of times you're like, what do I do um, in this situation? Because it's unknown. Well, thankfully we have someone who's fully certified and very knowledgeable to help us through any process. And if she can't, well, we can find a specialist to help in that area as well. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. And then the fact that they can travel with you and see you. And so, you know, a lot of times this gets awkward. You're going away and you're away from your home base. And then, you're like, maybe there's a breakdown in communication or maybe they don't understand what, how you're feeling or, you know, you can't get a hold of the doctor back home or the person that you normally work with. Well, that take, we take that out of the way because that person is with you. Yep. And so now it's just a matter of what can we do with what we have in this place that's different for us. Fantastic. And, yeah. and I guess a lot of the athletes that come to your program, I know we're talking about a particular athlete at the moment, um, mm -hmm. you know, about getting signed with you. But a lot of the girls that come to your to your tennis program are very high level. They they've they've dominated the juniors. They've won titles, the top in the country, etc. I guess a lot of them have aspirations of getting onto that WTA tour, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and that's our goal. You know, like we know it's not for everyone, but you know, you want to have that passion, that drive, because you know they're we're trying to build you to something. And if you have like you know, I think it's great to have short term and long term goals. You know, obviously, you know, being a WTA professional or, you know, making your mark on a tour, that's a long term goal. And so we want to strive for that. But you don't want to miss out that you have a lot of steps or achievements that you can have along the way. What, maybe your freshman year, sophomore year, junior year. And we set that up with them as well. But 
you know, we wanted you to be the best that you possibly can, regardless of where your aspirations, you know, lie, you know, on and off the tennis court. And so fortunately, because of the scheduling and how we set up our program, you know, it's catered to the individual, not just the team, um, because the team's only as good as the person in each individual link in that chain. So that's why we have a professional setting in our program versus a lot of times it's like, all right, you have team practice and that's it. Yeah. Not a small group practice, not an individual practice, one-on-one with the coaches. And we're, we're, we're more than that. We want to be dynamic and that allows that fuel to want to be successful, you know, post-college as well. Love that. This is a question that a yeah. lot of parents are going to be thinking. We're in 2021, weird times. We're in a pandemic. Yeah. Um, this isn't just specific for tennis players because I know a bunch of other parents are going to be watching this and athletes. But in terms of COVID, how do you guys deal with it at Kansas State? What sort of precautions are you putting in place for athletes that are there? And are most of your athletes also vaccinated? Yeah, so, you know, we're 100% vaccinated on our team, but we also respect the choice of the individual. We know there's different reasons of way why you may or may not, you know, feel comfortable. And so, you know, we're always going to feel like we're going to do that best for that individual and to, you know, whatever situation that is. Now, let's say if you're vaccinated, okay, we still have protocols that you do, but, you know, you have a little bit more for us, a little leeway. Um, you know, we're still masking in in the buildings right now you know we got to be precautious especially with this this delta variant it's you know it's been very tough um for anyone you know across the world um and if you're unvaccinated you know it's just gonna be regular vaccinations or sorry regular testing that you would have um throughout every week you know prior to the vaccine being available and in order for us to succeed with this previous season i think there are some times we're taking two to three um you know tests a week in order to um, travel or compete. You know, that's kind of our school's policy as well as the Big 12 policy. And we always wanna make sure that, you know, our health and safety comes first. That's more important than just winning a match. So, um, because you're not gonna be able to win a match if you're not, you know, gonna be out there playing. So, yeah. So I say, if you're unvaccinated, no problem. If a school said, there are some schools maybe cracking down and saying you have to be vaccinated, you know, K-State is not one of those programs. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of other universities on that same page. We're just going to do our best to say, hey, you have to test a little more. You know, you're going to have to, you know, do a PCR or a rapid test just to make sure you're getting that. It might get tedious, but, you know, like you said, we want to make sure your health is uh, the most important. COVID is such a scary thing, not just because it, it's, it's, you know, cause a lot of problems health-wise for a lot of people, but the media coverage on it as well has definitely scared people too. And I I know people that have, you know, had COVID before and it's not a good time. I've got a few athletes in the US from different universities uh, that have tested positive for COVID. And when I FaceTime them, sometimes they are a bit sick and they have like a temperature and a fever. Sometimes they're okay and they're running around in the isolation unit trying to see how many laps they can do off their hotel room so yeah it really it really varies right but i think for parents to know that you know there is testing their masks uh you know you have to wear a mask at all times that's really reassuring and i was even talking to one of my other athletes and he said that in the athletic facility they have to get temperature checked uh, most of the times as well is that something that you guys do yeah um, we've we've kind of we haven't done that recently um because we're you know adjusting it you know based on wherever the 
the current mandate from our, you know, CDC or government. It's kind of, you know, whatever the health officials. Um, so, but, you know, for our weight teams, there are some situations when you're outside the bubble that there is going to be temperature checks. Um, you know, that's part of it. I think the biggest thing that a lot of people don't understand or maybe not know is, um, you know, for example, you know, once you do, unfortunately, maybe test positive or if that does that were to happen and hopefully you recover fully, but it is a long process um, kind of coming out of it, especially for, you know, our, my sport, tennis players or the high cardiovascular, you know, there's a, there's a long return to health process because you just don't know what the, you know, after effects are going to be on your, you know, your heart, your breathing. And so we do take our time. There's not going to be a rush of like, Hey, let's get you back out there. You, you, you've done your 15 days, you know, yeah. isolation yeah. or quarantine. No, we're going to check. It's like, all right, how's your breathing? How do you do doing this? And I think that's important for all those sports, whether tennis or basketball or track and field that they, they do have that return to health protocol and every school um, has that, you know, kind of laminated for everyone. Yeah, that's that's really good to know. I know one of my athletes, he's a soccer player on the East Coast and at a Division One school, and he got tested positive for COVID. He's the one that was running around his hotel room. Yeah. And uh, he gets out after 10 days, I think it was, he spent in a, in a hotel which was covered by his scholarship. And he had to get like an EQG test done, uh, which is, I guess that's the heart test. And then yep. he had to do like a jog on a treadmill for 15 minutes with all the monitors on him and like, couple of people observing him and if everything checked out he was allowed back into the team environment and i i think that's great for parents to know that your child is going to be looked after and they're going to make sure they're healthy before they're put like back into the training environments and that sort of thing yeah no for sure it's the same you treat the same as injury you know you don't want to put them and they feel like it's going to make it worse um you know i you know love winning want to be successful but i also want them to feel great about themselves and know that we're doing right by them for sure. Now, yeah. the Nike deal, Kansas State, yeah. Nike gear. Yeah. How? What kind of stuff do your athletes get access to? I mean, I've seen the, <laughs> I've seen the email that came through. It's a bit of a list, but yeah, I mean, we're very fortunate, you know, that we have the sponsorship with Nike, and so you know, we're our tennis girls. They get a lot. Um, they, they, you know, we're a small team. We do very well. Um, I guess. The, trying to say it without seeing, um, not being humble about it, but, you know, if I had to, you know, for our team, I, I try to make sure we have everything we need, whether it's our, our shoes or, you know, bags, any kind of equipment, clothing, you know, I think at some term, some times I can get a little carried away, um, with the trigger finger of, you know, pressing, uh, bye, bye, bye. Um, but, uh, you know, I think sometimes our, our players might get 30 items or more. Um, each that's each player gets about 30 items of clothing um, for themselves, you know, to start the beginning of the year. Um, you know, and that's just, you know, we're fortunate that we have it. <laughs> we're definitely not the top dogs by any means. Um, but here at K-State, that's probably where we're at. I mean, we got a couple running shoes, um, maybe fall and spring, at least five on court tennis shoes or more, depending on who that person is. Um, you know, and then, you know, you have your warm clothes, your, your match tops, your match clothes, practice gear. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot that goes into it. Um, and we're, we have a Nike database. And so, um, I order a lot of stuff blank. Now we, we are lucky that like Nike makes K-State gear. Yeah. And so, um, we do a lot of our orders a year out. And so it's crazy because you never know. So we, we've already done our order for fall 22 in September of 2021. 
Um, so it is a process that you have to, maybe you didn't know your team, maybe you haven't signed the players yet. Um, you guess. So we order a lot of blank and luckily at K-State, we have a wonderful equipment staff. They just, they only handle equipment. Their job is equipment and they logo a lot of our stuff in house, whether it's our jackets or tops, everything. So it helps us look good. And, um, yeah, we're very, very fortunate with our Nike and, and just our overall budget and, and equipment like tennis equipment, you know, each player gets four rackets for me when they get here, um, at least twice in their four years. Um, any string that they like playing with, obviously we're sponsored by a couple of companies. Um, but you know, whatever racket they use, we're, we want them to feel like they feel comfortable being themselves and we're not trying to just change it. It's like, all right, this is what racket you use. You got to use the string. Well, that's not what you've grown up doing. So let's continue putting you on the good path that you're already on. I'm going to cut you a deal right now. I will get I will get you an All Blacks jersey, a rugby jersey okay. from New Zealand. You got to get me one of those hoodies, man. They look sick. <laughs> no problem. You just tell me. You tell me what size you are, and I got you covered, man. There we go. I don't know why yeah. I use my connections more often to get some merch. You know, they're selling it in New Zealand. All of the college merch is going off at the moment. It's like this vintage like style that all these young kids are wearing, and they're spending like two hundred bucks on a hoodie. Um, yeah, 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 one of those. Yeah, we do, you know, we do that and we logo our tennis. I think I, I, I'm a little crazy. I'm all about like standing out, you know, and so we have three different logos this year, which is kind of insane. You know, the fact that, you know, we have three different logo tennis balls out there, but, you know, we're just trying to work and, wow. you know, be creative and try to, you know, mix it up. Last question before yeah. I know you got training with the girls soon, so I won't keep oh, you yeah. long. Um, yeah recruiting red flags i always ask coaches this um when you're looking at a recruit what makes you think right now in that moment oh i'm not going to go to that recruit and what are the reasons behind that is it to do with their social media is it to do with the way they interview what sort of things like do you look for that sort of turn you off a recruit i mean yeah i mean social media is very important um sometimes you you know i think for me is that I love to see a balance of both, you know, a, a good recruit is that they have some photos of them doing the sport that's given them this opportunity to get the scholarship, but they also have some photos of them getting away from the sport, whether it's family time, friends, not just like party or, you know, summer photos, you know? So I think that's really cool that you see a balance. of like, all right, I know how to turn off. I know how to get away, but I also want you to see me, doing the thing that I feel like I'm very good at and I'm going to be successful at. And I want to put that out there too. So that's kind of like a good green light. I would say if I see a recruit now, if it's just like um, a big red flag for me is, you know, if you are able to establish conversation, I know it's tough on the other side of it. You know, you're probably some of these recruits are getting hounded, you know, sometimes, you know, depending on who they are and like, you know, how do I, you know, get through all this, you know, conversations or all this stuff that's coming my way. One thing for us is that don't just say, what are you going to give me? You know, I think that's a lot of times a red flag for me. It was like, well, we haven't established a conversation. And the first thing you're saying is, what do I get out of speaking with you or choosing your school instead of, hey, I'm offering you something, but I think you're also offering me something. So what is the partnership that we can create versus what is this one-sided benefit for just a recruit? Um, I think that's a lot of times uh, a little bit of a red flag because I don't ever want to be one-sided for anyone, not for me as the coach, 
trying to get this really good player, but they get nothing out of it or this player getting everything and not, you know, and I'm not getting anything out of it. It's a balance. We're a team. I know it's different um, to be in a team setting in college, especially maybe so far from home, but I, I hope they know that we're going to do as best for them, but we want them to know it. You know, we want to do it together, not just, you know, solo. That's really good to know. Cause quite often when athletes get approached by quite a few universities, the conversation they feel is a bit more like, okay, what kind of stuff can you give me? You know, uh, how much support can you give me? That sort of thing, as opposed to, I would love to be someone on your team and come compete for your team and win matches. And, you know, after college, this is my aspiration of being a professional. Can you help me? Um, and I guess, uh, you know, we're fortunate to work with a few people. I know you're talking to one of our girls right now and she's super humble. I, I think she's an awesome person. Uh, I'm not going to name her on here, but uh, we'll get <laughs> yeah, it aside no first. We'll get it aside first. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, she, she's really excited. And, you know, we work with a lot of athletes like that that have just come from good families, really good families. They've been brought up well. And, you know, I'm, I'm really lucky that every athlete I've worked with have just got amazing families. So that's great. Coach, I just want to thank you for your time today. You are an absolute legend. I really appreciate <laughs> it. You've been brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean... How can people get in touch with your program? Is it your website, Instagram, Facebook? Yeah, you know, I now I am horrible at social media. I'm trying to get better, but um, you know, we, my assistant and um, just everything we have provided, um, whether it's the website, you know, our Instagram, our Twitter, um, whatever, you know, I feel like we we have more than different uh, enough channels to get in touch um, with um, myself or just our our team page to follow and just kind of see what we're doing. Um, I think that's pretty important. Um, yeah. So I, it's one of those things where I feel like these days it's hard to not be noticed. Um, yeah. uh, a lot of times, you know, you got to try really hard. So for sure. For sure. Yeah. No, thank you. No, for I appreciate it. I appreciate you, um, you know, getting me on here, you know, thinking I'll be good for this. And so always happy to help any way I can. Absolutely, man. And uh, I meant what I said before, man. I got an all black jersey coming your way. All right. <laughs> no, hey, you tell me your size and I'll get you covered. Let's it's go. To order mid sizes. So I can, it's, that's a little easier. Awesome. Coach Jordan yeah. Smith, Kansas State Women's Tennis. Thank you so much for joining us. And like you said before, go follow them on Instagram, Facebook, check out their website, look at their schedule, tune into some of their matches on the live stream. It's definitely worth a watch. And I've got heaps of hype videos as well um, on YouTube and social media. Yeah. They're absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Coach. And uh, no have problem. a great session. Thanks, man. You too. Have a good one. See you later.